0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Legal Helm, where we talk everything legal plus tech. In today's episode, BIM talks about the top five legal tech trends law firms need to be aware of in 2022. And now on to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Legal Helm. This is our first for 2022, so I want to wish our listeners a very happy new year. I also want to say a big thank you to all that listened to our show in 2021 your support has got the legal helm into the top 10 legal tech podcast rankings which i'm truly grateful for today i want to talk to you about the top five legal tech trends for 2022 so without further ado let's jump into the first one the first item on my list is technology to improve the client experience this means everything from how we communicate with clients all the way through to how we deliver information and updates to them when we think about the client experience i really kind of break this down into a few key areas collaboration continuous feedback and improvement and finally communication when we think about collaboration i think what we will see is more investment in communication and collaboration platforms to ensure that lawyers can communicate and connect one-to-one virtually through easily accessible platforms like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, as well as some of the other collaboration platforms that are out there. We already saw a big change in IT priorities at many firms that were still using old platforms like Skype for Business and pushing aggressively forward with MS Teams and Zoom to enable better collaboration experience, both internally and externally at the start of the pandemic. Leveraging technology to allow customers to be informed from the point of engagement all the way through to delivery will be even more important to help build trust with customers. For example, timely updates to case financials and streamlining information delivery through client extranets will be more of a priority for firms. A number of firms I've spoken to over recent months have told me that the customer experience through their extranets have been really quite poor and, and not really changed much over the years and provide very basic information in terms of the matter and some of the very infrequent updates that would get pushed to it modernizing such interactions will simply create a better client experience and i think what we'll see is more adoption of technology that will really allow better collaboration through web portals that really connect the client experience with the legal team that supports them. In the continuous feedback improvement area, with the hybrid working world that we live in, we've got to ask ourselves a question and that is, how can we still deliver good client experience and build relationships effectively in order to maintain and enhance the client experience? The answer to this question really comes in varying forms, but simple tools like SurveyMonkey can give great insight into how customers feel about the experience that you have delivered to them as a law firm and really gives you an opportunity to learn and evolve and that really is a continuous cycle. There's been many times where I've had experiences with various vendors and and including law firms that we've interacted with as a software business and a lot of the time during the case it's often very difficult to get hold of the right people at the right time. It's sometimes really difficult to really understand where you are through the case progressing and really being able to get those proactive updates and improving that kind of experience is really valuable and when it comes to the feedback improvement cycle follow-up after case delivery is so important and it gives us an invaluable opportunity to really get the feedback from the customer not only about how that case was delivered to them but it's really about what kind of improvements could we do the next time around to get even better not only that, but it also opens a door for further conversations and look for opportunities to grow the relationship with that client, because there's always opportunities to sell more service as a result of those conversations and building that relationship. And just in the final area in this particular item about client experience and improving the client experience is really communication. And this relates to both the unique selling point of your law firm and how easy it is to do business with you. So think about the customer experience that you have at the moment. If somebody wants to learn about your services and they're coming onto your website, Website um, to go and find out more. How easy is it? Ask yourself that question. For example, if I'm looking for an immigration lawyer, how easy is it to not only navigate to the information that will help me understand, firstly, what your expertise in this area is, but most importantly, how do I get connected with the lawyer that can help me? Products like chatbot technology, our own Termi chatbot is an example of that. Can help to make that transition really simple and easy so that you're delivering information in real time you're answering questions about the services that you can offer but most importantly connecting two experiences together so the information that's delivered through your website is then taking the client on a journey where they can connect with the availability of a lawyer that actually has their expertise so that they can actually get booked in and have an actual conversation with the expert that matters. And that ultimately bridges the gap between finding out about a service and then actually signing up for a service because that will give the client much more confidence that they were able to get straight to the person that they need to talk to in a much more easy fashion. If you haven't seen it yet, please go to helm360.com slash and book a demo to go and understand how a chatbot could extend the experience of your website. And we'd be happy to show you more on that subject. The second trend for 2022 is a continued focus on technology solutions that can make hybrid working easier. Now, this has obviously been an ongoing challenge since the pandemic. This area really falls into three key categories for me. Firstly, how we work secondly the environment we work in and then thirdly is really around mindfulness and mental health so the how is really around the challenges we face when we're working remotely and that ranges from onboarding new people supporting our staff doing their day-to-day interactions and trying to get things done as well as accessing firm knowledge quickly and easily from wherever you might be When I think about this, I think about when I started at Helm360 and really the multitude of processes, policies, and general firm questions that I would have to get to a point where I understood the basics of what I needed to do on a day-to-day basis, the who's who of the organization, the policy questions that may be related to HR, or just simple expense queries. All of those questions become much more difficult to answer when working remotely, and even harder when you're new to a firm and you haven't been able to build relationships that give you the confidence to go and ask questions that you would typically ask in a corridor or at an office or over the desk to your friendly colleague and again chatbot solutions can help in bridging the gap between employees and firm process policy and all of the knowledge documents that you have scattered across sharepoint or other intranet portals or document storage natural language search capability is really the key to success because being able to ask that question in a very simple way how do I submit an expense claim, for example, and taking that user on a journey to the document that that will help them or the tool or technology that's gonna allow them to enter the expense is really key in the process and that will allow everybody to onboard quickly, save time, and get people to their destination in a much more easy and accessible way. The environment we work in is also important, obviously, as we have evolved to working from home more. Really the environment that we work is so important in terms of making sure that A, we have really good connectivity and B, that we have good device support to enable us to be successful from home. When I talk about connectivity, uh, really, I think what we'll see over the next few months and year is a really big push and mass adoption of Wi-Fi 6 technology in the home so that people can work from home with a stable connection, extend the reach of their home networks. I'm sure everybody can relate to dead spots in their homes where you really want to take your working experience out of the same room that you've been sat in all day and you want to go and sit in the garden or in the kitchen for a little while to kind of change your environment. But being able to do that really quickly, seamlessly, by leveraging newer hardware technologies that allow that experience to be that little bit better will be a big key feature I think over the next few months. And we've already seen towards the end of 2021, a big increase in the number of units adopting the Wi-Fi 6 protocol. And I think that will continue to evolve. Organizations will also need to invest in better mobile device support to help employees working from home. And again, that whole concept of being stuck at a desk at home but wanting to be able to still continue work but do it in a different environment, and that may mean moving to a different room. But in order to do that, really enabling employees to be able to use different devices, have a, a bring-your-own-device policy that allows them to securely access and work from iPads, for example, will be a good thing and something that I think people will need to invest in. Mindfulness is another thing that we need to be considerate of especially in the hybrid working world which is what we're talking about here. We do need to be mindful of well-being of our employees and when people are re- working remotely it ultimately adds stress, anxiety and can often lead to burnout because you kind of are in a world where you are consumed by work, you don't really have a clear separation of work-home balance because it's all kind of contained within the same space. So unless you're really structured in your day and you're able to kind of step away from your desk, this can lead to all sorts of issues. So I think what we'll see is firms really taking this seriously. I think we've seen some evidence of that over the last year, especially. But really more advancements in mental health solutions to help support staff. For example, here at Helm360, we rolled out a solution called My Life Well, which is basically a wellness solution for employees, online base that everybody can access and it guides you through day by day into simple but really profound lifestyle changes that will give you more energy vitality and improved health and ultimately allow people to work from home and have something of an outlet and support mechanism to allow them to do that in the most meaningful way The third tech trend we see in technology is really to automate not only business processes, which has kind of been the staple for a number of years, but more automation of administrative work and fundamentally enabling senior lawyers to be able to truly scale out. And I think there's some key areas within this category that will probably be the focus. One will be around research, legal research in particular, and more investment in, again, natural language processing technology to accelerate that automation of first phase legal research. There's already really good products out there that kind of assist in this, like Westlaw and Practical Law from Thomson Reuters. But I think we'll continue to see more investment in this, making the technology evolve to a point where it's much more easy to access and research across multiple platforms in a simple and easy way. I think also another interesting area is around marketing and how we win business at the end of the day. And I think we will also see an increased use of technology solutions to enhance law firms' digital marketing approach. I think this is so important, especially with the hybrid world that we live in at the moment and will continue to live in. Digital marketing strategy is so key to success for every business out there, including law firms. So solutions like Jarvis, which uses AI technology to write marketing copy, shows how AI technology is progressing into something both tangible and useful. And this is all based on the newer GPT 3 technology, which is an auto regressive language model that really uses deep learning to produce human like text. And although it's not perfect, it is pretty impressive as to how far it's come. And it is a technology that's really useful and can accelerate the process of developing really good content for. Your digital marketing strategies so definitely worth looking into in this third trend category of automation i think the other piece is process and again this is something that's been done for many years in terms of technology solutions that can allow people to code workflows but i think there will be a bigger push for adopting no code or low code platforms that will basically help to automate some of those business processes in a more meaningful way and really allow rapid adoption of process automation Platforms like Termi can help with this, which is obviously an AI chatbot that will allow you to automate some of those processes through the chatbot mechanism. But also there are other vendor solutions that are solving some of these problems in a very real way. Another product that I would recommend taking a look at is Thomson Reuters HiQ, which does a fantastic job of really workflow automation and process automation. The fourth trend for 22 is really more focused on how we leverage data more meaningfully. We already know that data and the data that we hold in-house as a law firm is invaluable when it is used right and when it is used intelligently. I've started to see more and more firms exploring how they can leverage data beyond the traditional report and dashboard and that's really exciting to see for example introducing simple ways to be able to ask questions of your data like how profitable is client abc through natural language and getting answers without having the complexity of having to go to a particular system all of this is really important to produce really easier ways to be able to get answers to questions around the data that support the business function in a more meaningful way and ultimately produces the ability to introduce efficiencies into the process so that we're not wasting time navigating and drilling down into multiple reports and just giving simple answers to questions that allow us to make significant change Firm data can also be leveraged for enhanced trend analysis, as well as automating financial auditing through various modern machine learning based approaches. There's some amazing things available to us from a technology perspective that are really ready to go machine learning models that allow us to do some of this trend analysis and really use the data in different ways. Um, Looking at some of that stuff from a Python perspective, for example, there's a whole vast array of libraries that are available out of the box that you can apply to your data through simple techniques and simple implementation methodology to really get the best out of data that you have. Obviously, this means that data quality and ownership of data will become more and more important. And really, in order to make use of your data in an effective way, it's really important to have a data strategy as an organization. Really invest that time to make sure that you've got leaders in place who own various elements of data, whether that be the CRM data or your practice management system, your financial data. It's really important to identify who the data owners are and make sure that they have a roadmap laid out. To get to a point where that particular system is cleansed, is understood in terms of what it can bring to the table in terms of intelligence around your customers, the way that you do business, areas of growth, etc. And really investing time in making sure that from a data discovery perspective, you understand what you've got and really what the state of that data looks like. And it's a great opportunity to invest in tools to allow you to really do a good job of cleansing that data, because the more investment you have in making sure that the data is clean and well-maintained, the better the outcome in terms of the results that you ultimately want to report on. So tools such as Helm360's digital Eye product can help establish that baseline of where your data is and assess the quality of data with minimal effort to really help provide that insight into what you have today so that you can really form a good solid data strategy in terms of how you get to your destination and this is important whether you're Thinking of moving practice management system, so you're migrating to a new platform, which obviously is a great time to be really investing in something like this so that you can really do a good job of minimizing the impact of the data conversion. And also just as a general, good housekeeping practice perspective, it's always good to stay on top of the data. Really making sure that you've got those leaders in place is, is a good starting point. And then developing that data strategy is really a good thing to be doing last but not least on our top five tech trends for legal is the inevitable increase in cloud adoption and the inherent increased cybersecurity risks that comes with it. With more and more firms to push core business systems like their practice management system into the cloud, security should and will be at the forefront of everyone's mind. With Log4j and SolarWinds among some of the biggest threats reported in 2021, 22 will no doubt bring more challenges to firms to keep data secure and safe. For example, the average cost of a data breach increased by over a million dollars in 2021 due to remote work. This should come as no surprise, though, to any of us. When we work from home, we're more vulnerable to attack. Ultimately, with the phones, tablets, PCs that are at home and more accessible, it really opens up the doors for hackers to, to do much more damage than at an office that's a bit more secure. Even more frightening is the fact that fewer than 3% of organizations protect their employees' mobile devices, which is why earlier we were talking about this is a key area of investment for any law firm that isn't doing this today. Invest in a good mobile device strategy that both allows the balance of access, but also balances that with security to make sure that things are locked down accordingly. There are two important facts to remember here. One is that 95% of cybersecurity breaches result from human error. Second is that 20% of employees are likely to click on phishing emails. And of those, 5% will actually enter their credentials on a phishing website. So really, like the human element is something that is a no-brainer to focus on and something that all of us should be investing in over the years to come. So what can we do about it? It starts with awareness and education. There are lots of resources that don't cost a penny but can make a big impact to cybersecurity awareness at your firm. For example, check out the National Cybersecurity Center, the NCSE, who offer a free online top tips for staff, which covers the basics really well. That's a great starting point and really allows you to solidify a plan of action in terms of educating your staff. This is a continuous education that will need to continue for years to come, no doubt. As cybersecurity threats increase and the complexity of those threats increase, you really want to do a good job of educating your staff because that's probably the best form of prevention. I hope that you found this podcast informative and useful. If you liked it, please subscribe, hit the like button and share it with your friends and colleagues. Until the next time, thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening to The Legal Helm. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we would really appreciate it if you would share our podcast with just one friend that you think might enjoy the show. It would really help us out a lot. See you all next month with another episode.